This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. We're going to read quickly from God's Word, one verse of Scripture before we have our seats. Matthew 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, 18. If you have it on the screen in front of you, I'd like you to read together with me. Thank you for the New King James Version. Let's go. And I say unto to you, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades. Please, can I have King James Version? Sorry. Let's read it in King James Version. Hades has changed the thing for me. Okay, let's go. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter... And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You may please be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. I want to begin by deeply appreciating my pastor for this August opportunity in September to share God's word with this blessed house. I count it a privilege, number one, to be a member of this church. I will be content and satisfied just to be a member and then to be given the privilege to serve as a pastor is a great trust that my pastor has shown unto me I do not take for granted and then to share God's word with you help me celebrate my pastor and my mother in the Lord pastor Abby thank you sir and thank you ma hallelujah so here in Matthew 16, 18, this is Jesus talking to his disciples and he had asked them a question earlier. And the question was, who do men say that I am? Someone turn to your neighbor this evening and tell them, neighbor, we are discussing the revelation of Jesus that cannot be stopped. He was asking them, who do men say that I am? And then they said, some say, some say you are Elijah, some say you are Jeremiah, or some other prophets. And he now asked, turned over the searchlight to them and say, you've been with me for this number of years, who do you say that I am? And we don't know how long it took, but Peter spoke up and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Rev, that is Rev, that is Rema, that is Revelation. This is not flesh and blood. This is not rabbinical school or school of theology. My Father in heaven has revealed this to you. Simon Barjona, blessed art thou. And he now said in verse 18, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. So I want to start by saying, I'm going to be sharing five things with us about the revelation of Jesus. Five things. And the first thing I want to say is that the church is God's building. The church is God's building. That is what God is building. Jesus never said anywhere in the scriptures that he's building any other thing. You know, 
accept his church. It did not say, upon this rock, I will build some factories. Upon this rock, I will build some universities, all right? Because sometimes you have some funny people on the face of the earth that call themselves Christians. And they say, what is the church doing? How, you know, you're just building big cathedrals, 100,000 sitter. Can't you build some factories? And I, I went and read Acts of the Apostles. And I did not find a place. The Spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to build some factories, to make some sugar and employ some labor. I didn't find that. I read the Gospels, and when Jesus said, follow me, he was calling them away from their jobs into ministry. You know, so it's important for us to realize what the church is and what the gospel is. I was sharing on Sunday, and I was telling them that this is the reason, because as we're going to see very soon, when he began to build his church, they are setting, they are setting building blocks that he uses to build his church. All right? And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, it says first apostles and secondarily prophets. I think that's 1 uh, uh, Corinthians 12, 28. You know, and, and thirdly prophets and so on and so forth. And so there's a way, there's a reason for that order. Because when that order is not understood, all right, you can build something that God is not building. Hallelujah. But if you're trying to build what God is building, then, you have, then we have to go into scriptures and discover how God is building and what he's building. And I was sharing and I was telling them that this was probably the problem of the introduction of the gospel to Africa. When the gospel came largely to Africa, they were not, the, the apostolic anointing was not very strong. They came with a lot of of them came with political agenda and they came with hospitals and they came with education and while those things are good that is not the gospel when Paul came into the Corinthian church he did not come with hospitals he said I did not want to know anything among you apart from Christ and him crucified that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man but in the power of God and I was with you in fear and in much trembling and in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and with power and so that's why till today Christianity in Africa is still mixed with the occultic and the traditional because those that introduced it with us did not come and did not build with the stones that Jesus built with hallelujah and while hospitals are fantastic and education is fantastic they are not the gospel and I give an illustration and I told them that when someone has malaria for instance and the person is dying of malaria what the person needs is an anti-malarial the cure to that malaria is anti-malarial does the person need food you said no does the person need food the person needs food in fact when you take drugs you should eat right but will food cure the malaria? If I take a mala and begri and do someone has malaria, a child, and I say eat for the journey is long, what's going to happen? The journey will end, right? Because the cure to that disease is not the food, it is the medicine. The cure to man's problems is not hospitals, it's not education, it's not politics, it is the gospel. Hallelujah. And so the, 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 when the person has taken their medication, then they can eat. Hallelujah. When you have introduced the gospel, then there are certain fringe benefits. They must never lead. They must follow. Praise God. Are we together? So the church is God's building. That's what God is building. First Corinthians 3 and verse 19. Let's look at it. And what is the church? Who is the church here? The church is not a physical structure. First Corinthians 3, sorry. First Corinthians 3 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9. It says, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9. Okay, it says, for we are God's fellow workers. This is Paul talking now. He says, we are God's fellow workers. I'm sorry for dribbling you um, left and right from 1 to 2 Corinthians. 
but I want everyone to see it together. And you are God's field and you are God's building. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9. It says that we are fellow workers. You are God's field and you are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, this Paul talking, as a wise master builder of a stand, I have laid the foundation, another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. So he's talking about the same thing that Jesus was talking about in Matthew. So, so he's talking about the same thing that Jesus was talking about in Matthew 16. Praise God. Verse 9. Let's look at verse 9 again. Verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3, 9. It says that you are God's field and you are God's building. Turn to someone and say you are God's building. Say you are what God is, you are what God is building. Say, when Jesus said in Matthew 16, say to your neighbor, when Jesus said in Matthew 16, oh, you've not preached with me before, you will preach. When I'm preaching, you'll also preach. So don't you want to say, neighbor, I have a word for you this evening. When Jesus said in Matthew 16, upon this rock, I will build my church, he was talking about you. You are God's building. You are the church. Hallelujah. Because if the church is God's building, and you are the church, that means you are God's building. Does that make sense? So that's the first thing I want you to understand. The church is God's building. Someone say it again. The church is what God is building. The building of God is the church. All right. Now, the second thing I want you to understand this evening is that God's building, I'm going somewhere this evening, God's building is God's strategy. What did I say? So if God's building is God's strategy, what, can I, what else can I say? If I say God's building is God's strategy, and I say dash is God's strategy, don't use God's building. What will you put there? Uh, yeah, before you get to I am. What will you say? The church, right? So the church is God's strategy. The church is God's strategy. If God wants to do anything on the face of the earth, what God is going to do, used to do it, to accomplish it, is called what? So the church is God's strategy. The church is God's method. Hallelujah. Someone say, I am God's strategy. Say, let's start from saying, we are God's strategy. We are God's method. We are God's building. It's God's strategy. Let me, let me show you what, this, what I mean by God's strategy. God's building. Because when we say God's building, that building is not one structure somewhere. No, 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 no. The Bible calls it in Ephesians 1.23. Ephesians 1.23. Let's, let's look at it. Give it to me, please. It says, okay, let's start from verse 21. It says, in whom, can you see the word again? What's the word? In whom all the what? All the building. Every time you see the words in the New Testament, building, edify, build up. It's talking about the church and you. I commit you unto God and unto the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. My beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, is talking about God's building. Hallelujah. It says, in whom all the building fitly framed together, groweth into an holy temple in the Lord, verse 22, in whom you are also builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So can we agree it's talking about the same thing? Praise God. Verse 23 says what? Uh, Ephesians 1. You went to chapter 2. I said Ephesians 1, 21, 22, and 23. Please, I, I really want to flow today, okay? So he's talking about Jesus here. He says, let's read together, far above. 
principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world. Verse 22, and has put all things under and gave him to be over all things to, verse 23, which is his what? The what? The fullness of him that fills all in all. What is the fullness of him that fills all in all? What is it? The church, right? So this building we're talking about is not just a tower somewhere. We're going to see it shortly. It is the fullness of Christ. That is why I personally, I, I, I'm saying this carefully, I personally have a problem with the term apostle in the marketplace. Because what the person means is that you are an apostle in the church. And I am in the entertainment industry. I am also an apostle in the entertainment industry. And what they will tell you is that I may not be uh, working in the church, but I am doing kingdom. This is not church, this is kingdom. Listen to me. There is no difference between the church and the kingdom. What you are doing there is the fullness of him that fills everything every way, every mountain. And the Bible calls it the church. Did you hear what I just said? What Jesus is building, when he said, I will build my church. Let me tell you what the gates of hell are. The gates of hell, are, the gates of hell is upon the face of the earth, there are only two dimensions. There is a heaven dimension and there is a hell dimension. Hallelujah. There is light and there is darkness. There is God and there is Satan. Everybody you meet is either a child of God or a child of the devil. Are we together? Everyone you meet is either in light or in darkness. That's what the Bible says that he, he translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It says we're a royal priest to the holy nation. That we should show forth the praise of him that calls us out of darkness. So there are only two dimensions of here. There's darkness and there's light. Where light stops and darkness starts, that's the gate of hell. You didn't hear what I said. Before Jesus came, the whole of earth was hell. When Jesus came, I am the light of the world. The true light that lights every man. He came into the world. When he died and rose again, and there were 120 people in the upper room. Now they were praying. Let's say that time there were 1 billion people on earth. 1 billion people were in, were in night. 120 were the day. You didn't hear what I said. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, and 3,000 people gave their life to Christ, heaven... The realm of heaven became 3,120. The rest of the world was hell. That demarcation is what is called the gates of hell. And those 3,000 is the church that God is building. It's the fullness of him. So the plan of God is that those 3,000 become 5,000, 50,000, 50 million, 1 billion, 2 billion, 3 billion. The fullness of him that fills all in all. That's what God is doing. That's what he says in Matthew 16, 18. Say it again. I, I posted today, I was just joking. You know, I said that, you know, have you heard the term, we will be many? You've not heard it before. It's the sons of the worded people They say, we will be many. <laughs> when someone praying in tongues, we will be many. It's just a, a, like, you know, this is our clan. I now said that narrow is the, but Jesus said, you say we will be many. Jesus said, narrow is the way. And few there be that find it. We will be few. <laughs> Everybody started laughing. <laughs> but we will be many. God said to Abraham, made you a father of many nations that's called the blessing of Abraham he was talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit 
All right. So when he says that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, the gates of hell is not just, uh, uh, um, um, you know, uh, the gate of hell is everywhere on the face of the earth where poverty, where sin, where sickness, where death still holds sway. Hallelujah. And the only force on the face of the earth that can counteract the gate of hell is the church. Hallelujah. The church is the foretaste of heaven on earth. I don't understand how people are members of other religions. Because even when I'm going on social media and I'm seeing different churches, the beauty is astonishing. You can just see people looking beautiful. Have you not noticed this before? On Sunday morning, sometimes when you see some people during the week, you'll be like, ah, so this is you. Because on Sunday, everyone is looking so glorious. It's not makeup. There's a glory on the church. You don't understand what I'm talking about. Even you, when you are in church, the way you praise God, it's not like the way you praise God in your, in your room. You'll be jumping, I'll be singing, I'll be dancing. When I see you, when I see you, then you now wake up on Monday morning. <laughs> and the reason is that you have not understood that the place you, you went to on Sunday is not the church. You are the church. You are joined. It is a dimension. It's a building. It's a movement. This is not the church. We meet here. We are the church. We meet here. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you get what I'm talking about. You are the building of God. I'm telling you that's why. That's why on Sunday, you know, you, because it is the place where God has chosen to place. You know, I was listening to the second service on Sunday. Pastor was talking about the purpose and the power of the church. And he said, there God commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. I, I almost jumped off my seat. The blessing is there. That's why sometimes on Sunday, you feel as if you can heal the sick. That is your real identity. If you have friends that and family members that don't go to church, you need to tell them. You are missing. You are going to get to heaven and you are going to start weeping because your father's house had an embassy on earth. You did not, you did not, you never went there. You, ne, you never found out. You are like the prodigal son. You never found out your real heritage. Oh, I'm, 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 for, for time's sake. So that's the second thing. The second thing is that this building that God is building is, is his method, is his strategy. And we saw it there in Ephesians 1, it's the fullness of him. So let's look at Daniel chapter 2. Daniel 2 verse 34. Nebuchadnezzar the king saw a dream. He had a dream. And he couldn't tell anyone what the dream was. Because he wanted to know if they really knew it. And they were not just, you know, deceiving him. And when they did not know it, you know, he said they were going to all be killed and all of that. And Daniel went and prayed and so on and so forth. And God revealed it to him. And what he saw in the dream was an image. The head was gold. And the, the chest and the arms were silver. And the, 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 the tummy and the thighs were brass. And then the legs were iron and the feet were iron and clay. And as Nebuchadnezzar saw that image in verse 34, says that thou sowest still a stone. This is what, this is, we're still talking about the same thing. A stone cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet. That's where of iron and clay and break them to pieces, verse 35. Then the iron, the clay, and all those things were scattered, and there was no place found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain. The fullness of him that fills everything in every way. He's talking about the church. Hallelujah. Can you see it here? Let's go to verse 44. Verse 44 of this chapter. Because he began to interpret it. He says, and in the days of this king, so the head of that image that Daniel saw, the head was the Babylonian Empire. 
all right the chest and the arms the silver was the they were the medes and the Persians. okay the brass is because he said the brass was going to take over the whole world that was the grecian empire alexander the great the iron was the roman empire all right and then the roman empire divided into 10 kingdoms it's in the days of that king that's when jesus was born jesus was born in the reign of augustus caesar hallelujah so he's talking about, he says, in, the, in those days shall God set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. I want you to turn to someone and say, what God is doing in my life? What, is, what God is doing in this place cannot be stopped. Can you see it there? He says, it shall never be destroyed. It cannot be stopped. It will break to pieces every other thing. It will fill everywhere. I, I, I thought someone wants to pray in tongues for 30 seconds. Mandalara Pakarada Basunte. I am God's building. I am God's church. Le parakasunte le brahande regada basure para lakandes. Juze keke pralando re mayakata. Hallelujah. Now, this is where I'm going to. I've told you two things. Number one, the church is God's building. Number two, that building is God's strategy to fill everywhere and push the gates of hell. Push it out of America, out of Africa, out of Asia, out of Europe, out of everywhere. And the, and the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. That's the song that we, we used to sing when we, we used to hear when we got born again. Those songs, they will uh, uh, all over the world. The spirit is moving all over the world. As the prophet said it should be all over the world. There's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now, when Jesus said to Peter that upon this rock I will build my church, some people began to think that Jesus meant Peter because he even gave him that name. His name was Simon, a reed tossed to and fro. He says, from today, your name shall be Cephas or Peter, rock. He says, and thou art Peter upon this rock. But number three, what I want to tell you about in, in number three is that that rock, that stone that Daniel saw in, 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 that, in that dream of Nebuchadnezzar, that, that rock was Jesus. Hallelujah. Even Peter himself, just in case someone is listening and saying, yes, now, that's what I was talking Even Peter himself said that I am not the stone. Jesus is the stone. Acts 4.11. Acts 4.11 is there. Acts 4.11. Let's look at what it says. Jesus said that this is the stone which was set of not of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. That was, that's Peter's testimony. So in case you're still thinking that Peter, Peter was the rock. No. Jesus is the stone. Jesus has always been the rock. In 1 Corinthians 10, and he was quoting Psalm 118 verse 22. He says, the stone which Buddha's rejected. The stone, when you see the stone, the rock in scriptures, that rock has always been. That rock is the rock of creation. He followed them in the wilderness. 1 Corinthians 10, 4. The Bible says that, and that rock that followed them was Christ. 
That's why Moses did not enter the promised land. My mom told me this when I was, I don't even think I was born again then. Because the first time they were thirsty at the waters of Marah, God told Moses to speak, to strike the rock rather. That's Exodus chapter 17. God said to Moses, they were complaining. They, were, they said that they, they, they were going to stone Moses. Moses said, ah, what will I do? God said, strike the rock. Now, look at what he says here. He says that they, there was a spiritual rock that was following them in the wilderness. <laughs> so Moses struck the rock. That's Exodus 17 and verse 6. Moses struck the rock and water came out. And the Bible says the people drank. Have you read Ephesians 7, 27, John 7, 37? On the last day of the feast, Jesus cried out and said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. You see, whatever we read in the Old Testament was a, was a type and a shadow, but it was a very powerful type. That rock that Moses struck was Christ. Now in Numbers 20 verse 8, they were thirsty again. And God said to Moses, Moses, speak to the rock, speak. Don't strike. But because they had been grumbling and grumbling and grumbling, Moses was, he says, take the rock at the rod and gather the people together. You and, and speak to the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth water. Moses was angry. Moses took his rod and he struck the rock. And my mother said to me then that because the rock was Christ, you can only crucify Christ once. After Christ has died, you don't need to hit your head on the rock. You don't need to do anything again. Babashe, babashe. No. The works have been finished. You just need to speak. If you go to Hebrews, it talks about those that crucified Christ second time. That's what, that's what Moses did. He did not, un, I, don't, I don't know whether he understood what he was doing. Whether because he was angry. I'm not sure. But when he did that... God said, because if you go to Hebrews, you discover that, that is a sin that cannot be forgiven. God said to Moses, don't talk about, you're not going to enter that promised land. Someone say, the rock is Christ. The stone is Christ. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Are we following so far? Are we following so far? Now, the reason why this is important is because I've told you two things this evening. The first one is that the stone is the church. Hallelujah. The, what God is building is the church, isn't it? So, the stone is the church. Praise God. That's number one. Someone say number one. Number two, the stone is Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are we together? Say, 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 say it with me. Say number one. This building that God is building is the church. At the same time, this building, this stone, this rock is Christ. Do you know why this is very important? It's very important because when Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. He did not say, I am the stem of the vine and you are my branches. He said, I am the vine. The vine means the whole vine. The root is the vine. I am the vine. The stem is the vine. I am the vine. The branches are the vine. I am the vine. So, it's not as I am the stem and you are my branches. No. I am everything and you are part of me. In other words, that's why pastor said so many times during the, that as he is, so are we in this world. In other words, 
we get our identity and our nature from the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever he is, we are. It's not that God has just put us in him. God has made us part of him. Are we together? <laughs> so, Jesus is very wonderful. In, in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1, the Bible calls him the branch from Jesse. It says, and they shall comfort a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall go out of his roots. Because he descended from David. Jesse was the father of David and so on and so forth. But he asked them a question, the, the Pharisees. He said that, how does the scripture say that the Christ is the son of David? If he's son of David, how come David called him Lord? How can I be the descendant of David? And David by the Spirit is calling me, his descendant, his Lord. I now went to check Revelation chapter 5 verse 5. That the same one that is the branch of Jesse is called the root of Jesse. It's the root of David. So he's the root, he's the stem, he's the branch, he's the vine. What I want you to understand this evening is this. What the church is, is there is a stone that fills the entire, that can fill the entire universe. That stone is all in all. All things were made by him and for him. Hallelujah. And what God is doing is that in order for him to build his church, he has decided that every one that is a member of the church is going to be a part of that stone. So that mighty stone became a pebble in the womb of Mary. You're not hearing what I'm talking about this evening. Became a pebble in the womb because he said, I will take out all the parts <laughs> because Ebele is not there yet. Because Damola is not there yet. Because Jennifer is not there yet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me show it to you And as I begin to round up. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Ephesians 4 7. Ephesians 4 7. Thank you, Jesus. Someone say, Jesus is the vine. I am the branch. Jesus is the vine, including the branch. And I am the branch. You didn't hear what I just said. Say, Jesus is the vine and the branch. But I am the branch. <laughs> Jesus is everything. And I am something in him. Look at what he says here. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. He says, but unto every one of us. Unto how many of us? Is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Unto every one of us. Unto every one of us. Say, I have been given something. Out of Christ. Now, let's go to verse 13. Verse 13. Look at what verse 13 says. I've seen Jesus. I have seen Jesus. Oh, verse 11, sorry. Verse 11. It says, and what, what did verse 7 say? It says, unto every one of us, right? Unto some of us, unto every one of us, right? 
It says, unto everyone is giving what? Grace. What he's saying here is simple. Every one of us has been given gifts from Christ Jesus. Praise God. Now, verse 11 says, and he gave how many? Apostles. And he gave how many? Prophets. And he gave how many? Evangelists. And he gave some how many? And teachers, this is what we call the fivefold ministry gift. You see, this fivefold ministry gift, I want you to get this. If you can get this, if you can get this, you're going to enter into the building anointing. You will begin to feel everything in every way. Because the way by which he does this is, it does not change. It's in scripture. He says, and he gives some, 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 some. Is this everybody? This everybody? Verse 12. He says, he gave some, he gave them for, for the what? For the what? For the what? You see that word edifying there is the word building. Ah. The fivefold ministry gifts, they don't build the church. They perfect the gifts that we build the church. Oh. They are the foundation I was talking about. Because if we go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20, you see, you see that, you see what it says there. And, and, and Ephesians 2.20. Let's see Ephesians 2.20. Very quickly, Ephesians 2.20. Then we'll come back here. He says, and are built upon what? Of the foundation. He's still talking about the same building. The fullness of him that fills. So there's a foundation of apostles and prophets. Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Let's go back to Ephesians 4, verse 12. So, there's the foundation. Those five we mentioned are the foundation. Apostles are in the foundation of that building. Prophets are in the foundation. Hallelujah. And that's why we, we honor them so much. Because the Bible says that you don't bear the root. The root bears you. They perfect the saints. But they don't build the church. Ah, Listen to me. Everyone here, you have received a gift. Now, let's quickly go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me show it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12, let's see there, verse 28. Verse 28. I'm going to, I want, it says, look at what it says. Let's read together. What does it say? And God has said some. I can't hear you. Let's start again. I wish I had someone that can illustrate building for me. So Christ himself is the rock, is the chief cornerstone. And then God begins to set upon, this, this, is, how, this is how Jesus is going to take over the world. Hallelujah. First, apostles. Ask your neighbor, are you an apostle? What's, what's the answer? Say, that stone, that's a foundation stone. That's a foundation stone. That's a foundation stone. Tell them, that, that, don't worry, that's a foundation stone. Say, it's coming to you, it's coming to you. It's coming to you. It's coming to you. Second, what? Ask your neighbor, are you a prophet? Are you a prophet? Can I prophesy? Your neighbor will most likely say no. Say, don't worry, it's coming to you, it's coming to you, it's coming to you, it's coming to you. See, they've not gotten to your stone yet. Hey! I wish we had time. I would have showed you where, why he said that, and a branch shall come. When he says a branch shall come, he was not talking about himself. That's why the man of God, I, 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 I did not understand for a long time. When pastor will say, and Kenahiki will say that the fruit of the spirit is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. His fruits don't grow on, on stem. It grows on branches. But I discovered from scripture that not only do the fruits grow on branches, the gifts are on the branches. Because I shall rest upon him, this, upon him the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Because that is the spiritual dimension of the church. When that spirit comes upon, upon the, a church, they begin to feel everywhere. That's why I love that song so much. 
Thirdly, teachers, ask your neighbor, are you a teacher? Say, teach my teacher, teacher, teach me. You say, no, that, that's a foundational stone. Don't say, you know, the, the, thank God for pastor. We have a pastor that teaches. He's our apostle, he's our prophet, so uh, I'm sorry. If your neighbor said yes, say, <laughs> go to HOD Academy and let them prove you. Now, this is where it stops. I'm going to end with this. It says, after that, see, it, it, we don't have all the time. This is where Ephesians 4.11 stopped. Those three. He didn't mention evangelists, but he has mentioned all of them. After that, now you they reign, no? He's now talking about we, the floor members, the other stones in the stone that are yeah, in the building of God. That's why the Bible says that the apostles in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 6, there was a problem in the church. And they said, we cannot leave the word of God. Our, our own is to perfect the saints and prayer. Choose men that will attend to this business. You are the business. You are the people that attend to matters. Hallelujah. And they chose Stephen. And the Bible says, Stephen began to do after that miracles. Let's go back there. Let's go back there. Oh. When we sang at the service, Miracle No Retire Jesus. Who is Jesus? Oh. You are the Jesus in your workplace. You are the Jesus on your streets. You are the Jesus in your miracles is a stone. Unto each one of us is grace given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Why is Nigeria not filled with heaven pushing back the gates of hell? Some miracles have refused to arise. And so they cannot attend to matters and to business. Look at it. Then, what, what is what's it called? Then what? Gifts of healings. I wish, I wish we had time, but I have to round up now. Because it, when the Bible says, when, when it says one shall chase a thousand and two shall chase ten thousand, it means that they are, they are, when two stones come together, because for instance, to raise the dead, you need, you need gift of faith, you know, and then you need working of miracles and you need gifts of healings. Because you, to raise the dead, you need, it's not ordinary faith. You need the gift of faith. That body has been dead. It needs to be healed. And then you need working of miracles. Hallelujah. And that's why those people are foundational. Because when you see apostles and prophets, many of them, they have combination of, they are combination of stones. That's why they are in the foundation. They carry, they can just walk and say, Talita Kumi. <laughs> but you are not the foundation. <laughs> but if any two of you agree as touching anything, you are walking of miracles. That's gift of healing. You hold your hands together and just say, where's the dead body? <laughs> Everybody in that place Give their life to Christ. When they see that miracle, the gates of hell are not prevailing. The, the stone is expanding. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It says, after that helps. Do you know what that helps is? Helps. <laughs> that is the spirit of counsel and might. Helps and government is spirit of counsel and might in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. Help is helper. It means the person has the might. It means that the, when the person enters, the situation has been helped. Government is, is administration. It's the spirit of counsel. It's a gift. It's a stone. Hallelujah. Diversities of tongues. <laughs> Someone say, I have a part. I am a partaker. In the building of God, I am a stone. 
I'm going to show you one last scripture and then we're going to pray. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. Isaiah 11 verse 2. Let's read together. What does it say? And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Right? Okay? So, Zechariah chapter 3, verse 9. That's the last place I'm going to read. Zechariah 3, verse 9. It says, For behold, the stone I have laid upon Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Do you know what these seven eyes are? In the book of Revelation, the Bible tells us that these seven eyes are the seven spirits of God. Praise God. If we go back to that 1 Corinthians 12, it tells us that the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. You are a stone in God's building. The spirit of God is upon you. There's a dimension that is upon you that God is going to use to fill the earth. Hallelujah. You are not a bent woman. Let me tell you something. If you are in this church and you are not a worker, you are wrong. Because the, the work you are doing in the church is not your gift, though, but it is the placeholder for your gift. Until you occupy the position, the Spirit of God that is upon you will not begin to stir up. It's just like a, it's just like a, like a, like a what do you call that thing? Phone pouch. That's what God is going to use to bring you into the structure and the system of his anointing. It's when you walk with the prophet, you begin to prophesy. It's when you walk with the people that pray that you will begin to enter into your calling for your life. The reason why you, are, you have not discovered your, the anointing upon you is because you are still practicing solo Christianity. The Bible says the manifestation is given to profit with all. It's not given to profit on your own. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to lift up your hands everyone this evening and say, In the name of Jesus, I take my place in God's building. Holy Spirit of God, I ask Lord that you rest upon me in the name of Jesus. Over the next two minutes, Lord, over the next two minutes, Lord, I want to stir up what you have placed on the inside of me for these last days. I want to walk in the fullness of the authority of Christ. I'm going to stir it up by faith. We're going to pray in tongues for two minutes. I want you to pray like you have never prayed before. As I pray, no, before you pray, say, as I pray, open my eyes. As I, as I pray, open my ears, enlarge my heart, let the rain begin to fall, let your spirit rest upon me. Pastor was talking on Sunday and he said that when we gather like this, the spirit of prophecy begins to come upon the house. And then you heard that word, maybe you've not listened to it again. That, that, that grace is being stirred up in your spirit this, 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 this evening. You are going to prophesy for the first time. That's the advantage that God has given you. You are going to begin to walk miracles. You are going to begin to heal the sick. I want you to hold the hand of the person to your left and to your right and say the stone the builders rejected has become 
become the chief of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our sight. We are the fullness of him that fills everything in every way. In the name of Jesus, I arise and I shine. I begin to stir up this thing on inside of me. There's a word in my mouth. There's a power on my life. I have an unction from the Holy One. I comprehend with all the saints, the land, the breadth, the depth, the height. I know the love of God. Thank you, Lord. Once again, mandate shall be given to the church once again. Power shall be given to the church once again. For the kings to be born, for the ancients to arise, for the princes to arise, for the mantles to be taken. Ali, Ali, yo. Ali, yo. Ali, yo. Ali, Ali, yo. Ali, Ali, yo. Ali, yo. Ali, yo. Ali, Ali, yo. Mantu shall be given to the church once again. Mandate shall be given to the church once again. Power shall be given to the church once again. For the kings to be born, for the ancients to arise, for the princes to arise, for the mandate to be taken. Ali, Ali, yo, Ali, yo. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Everyone shout out loud, say, I've received. I've been given something of the Lord. With all the people of God in this church, I join my faith together. Turn someone and say, I have something to give. I have received from the Lord. And I have something of the Holy Ghost. I will begin to give it today. I will walk in my office. I will minister. I will fulfill my destiny. In the name of Jesus. Have you been blessed this evening? Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.